0: We are
1: back episode 58 58 it's no debate it's so great it's so great it's so great you know it is um your boy law along with
0: avi aka avia aka miss Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs>
1: I love that she has like 40 names that she goes to. I'm gonna create a new name in. every episode. Y'all right. gotta
0: know who you're talking to, listening to. That's right.
1: <laughs> um We are thankful to be back. uh As I said, it's Law and Avia, and this is Goodnight Harlem. uh We're gonna start the show today with hyper good nights, as we always do, and then transition to our main topic. We just both got back from vacation, so. A big part of our main topic is going to be about the VKs, but uh, let's start with hyper good nights. Hyper good nights are our way of talking about trending topics. We hype things we like, we good night things that we don't, and we hype night things that are a little in the middle. So, Avia, let's start off with <laughs> I think the funniest piece of commentary or news that happened over the past couple of weeks with Lizzo going to the Lakers game with a pantless.
0: Chaps, chaps,
1: (laughs) ass out, and just twerking in front of the kids on the jumbotron. The internet lost their minds, and I enjoyed all of that. With that said, hyper good night to Lizzo going pantless in a thong at the Lapers game, twerking in front of all the little childrens.
0: Trillions, all the trillion of childrens. Um. I'm a good night it. Lizzo. Why? Why is this? Now, Lizzo, you know, that's someone that we actually saw when we went to go see Two Dope Queens. Yes. Remember? Yeah. Uh Law went and I went to a live taping of Two Dope Queens HBO Special and Lizzo was actually there twerking and playing her flute. Yep. The girl is talented. I'm gonna give her that. I'm not gonna take that away from her. I don't have a problem with her twerking. I have a problem with her being pantsless at a game where there's kids. Like, even on the jumbo screen, they had to, like, end it early. When they had the camera on her and they saw her turn around and start twerking and they saw she didn't have any pants on, really, they had to, like, cut out. Because it's a family event. Like, there's kids at the game. And it has nothing to do with her size. It has nothing to do with... Anything but the fact that her butt was literally out. She actually said this on her on her response. She said, "I'm surrounded by love, and I just want to spread spread that love, and also spread these cheeks. And if you really don't like my ass, you can kiss it." Now, look, I am so glad she has all <laughs> the confidence in the world. I think that her being named the Entertainer of the Year, her being on every car commercial. Her um being in the Hustler movie, like this has really been her year. And I'm happy for her. But girl, there's a time and a place. I don't care if you're Rihanna, I don't care if you're Lizzo, I don't care if you're Lady Gaga. There is a time and there's a place. That was not the place to not have any pants on. So good night. Oh God.
1: I don't know how you come in negative with something that's this.
0: That's not negative. Yes. It is. <laughs> no, what? Okay. Is it um, positive clearly, for a um, child to see her bare cheeks?
1: Cl- well, let me get my oh, rationale no. out. We... I am hyping this. I'm very happy right. for Lizzo with her ass out twerking, doing the whole nine for several reasons. One, nobody ever says anything about I don't know a white girl or somebody who's a little smaller going to a college. Football or basketball game and being in the stands and then flashing their breasts nobody says a word
0: that's unacceptable too
1: but nobody says a word nobody even blinks so at the point that Lizzo did what she did I'm like wait which is worse actually I'm probably gonna go with the tits out but I got 100% sure that that's probably a lot a lot more taboo than having your butt shown because you can literally get away with having your butt shown on primetime television but you can't get away with having boobs shown just saying also i think she really does represent something that we need in america right now somebody that is fearless that literally acts and acts off of positive energy and is not doing something to actually try to garner attention as much as people think she is As much as she's just being herself. And if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. Check out and you can just you know, fall back. But she's having a good time. And it has been a long time coming to whereas America has just allowed women. No matter their race, creed, size, etc. Just do them. And not worry about outside boundaries or what people think about you. I think it's beautiful. I think that's an inspiration for other little girls. That's my two cents.
0: It's an inspiration for other little girls to show up to games without pants on, or pants that have no fabric it on be like that. the back. Sometimes and just it be like that. I mean, I get what you're saying. She just should just worn pants. That's all I'm saying. You can still twerk. I don't care about you twerking. <laughs> do what be you, Lizzo twerk. But do you really walk around all day every day with chaps on? No, you don't. So. It has nothing to do with the twerking It's the fact that Her butt was out And I think people were making a big deal about it More than a college game Because it's more televised <laughs> Like it's an NBA game I cannot LeBron James was there <laughs> Of course people are going to be talking about it <laughs> Alright
1: next up on our list um, Again you have to be living in the rock Not to know that this took place Eminem has some words for Nick Cannon on a track for Fat Joe. I mean, the fact that Eminem only addressed Nick Cannon kind of blows my mind. Like, to spend... I I, don't, I just don't understand the idea behind it. Regardless, here's where we are. Nick Cannon released two diss tracks. Nick Cannon has friends that are battle rappers and etc. And he released two diss tracks. In doing so, the Twitter sphere blew up. Everybody wanted a piece of it. Eminem actually tweeted to respond to him instead of actually addressing him again more in bars and I, i'm kind of conflicted about all of this so the hyper good night here is hyper good night to nick cannon's m and and it's hard for me to good night this at all actually why
0: and Tell here's people. why
1: here's why one nick cannon oh. has been disrespected multiple times over by m and specifically in regards to his relationship with Mariah Carey mm-hmm. while he was while while Nick Cannon was with Mariah Carey, married, uh, Eminem had said a bunch of things that you just do not say about a married man's wife. You just mm-hmm. don't. And then to continue as if nobody's gonna say anything, okay, okay. Nick made it very clear on his show that he beat the shit out of Eminem. That's what he said. He' like, I was, no, no words. We can get in the ring, we can box if you want, we can do any of those things, let's do that. Let's do it for the people. And he's like, I know you're not going to accept this because you're too small. Like, I know what you look like in real life. You're too small. You're a little dude. You'll get fucked up. And then he made it very clear, you don't really belong in our space.
0: The, our space being?
1: Rap is something where if you're a white guy, you're a visitor. And I'm not here to say right or wrong in that, <laughs> but that's Nick Cannon's point of view.
0: So you're 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 igniting it because you feel like Eminem has he's been been prodding
1: way too much. So at a certain point,
0: I mean, you're hyping his uh, Nick's response.
1: Well, I'm hyping Nick's response only because it's about goddamn time.
0: Did you like it though? Did you like did you like his diss tracks? No. Oh, (laughs) you're like I just like the fact that he responded. In a diss track, because that's what you're supposed to do i get it i i'm, I'm gonna goodnight it <laughs> you know what i'm goodnighting i'm goodnighting multiple things i'm goodnighting m bringing up nick cannon in fat joe's song with mary j blige like why 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 are we bringing this up again we don't even care at this point it's about to be 2020 what year this happen? two i'm goodnighting nick cannon Nick Cannon, who sounded so tough in his diss track And made reference to him being like Pac And I'm like, do not ever disrespect Pac oh ever God. again Ever again If I was your child, if I was one of your three kids, Nick Cannon I would be embarrassed for you to be my dad at this point point. And I'm sorry If you're talking about Eminem as a visitor in this space Between Nick Cannon and Eminem Nick, you're the visitor. You are the businessman. Remember that. You are not the rapper. Nick Cannon is not hard whatsoever. You know where Nick Cannon grew up? Nick Cannon grew up in Spring Valley, California, the suburb next to me. He went to Mata Vista High School. <laughs> we lived in a very nice suburb of San Diego, California, where there's no trash on the streets. There's barely any hoods. And the hoods that we do have were not where Nick lived. Palm trees, smiling people. The last thing I want to hear about is how much he's gonna F Eminem up from eight mile. Because guess what? Eminem got gooms. He don't have to fight. Nick, stick to wildin' out. Good night. Woo
1: Charlie. Um wow. I didn't expect
0: that to go that far. <laughs> Nick Cannon's corny. He's Ooh. he's a super cornball. Great businessman. Why, why is he corny? Why is he corny? I think I think I feel a certain way towards him because I've seen him a couple times in real life before moving to New York like in San Diego. Okay. And the way that he moves, the way that he's always moved has been I'm above everybody like it's almost like he forgot where he came from and i know he donates and does good things and gives back and everything like that but his whole aura is that i am the shit. it's kind of like the love don't cost a thing movie (laughs) remember when remember when his character got cool all of a sudden that's how he acts in real effing life it is not it is not a role that is really him nobody cares about you nick cannon tend to your kids oh god (laughs) we we'll tell Eminem to keep his... Yeah, and M, M, you're a great rapper. I love the flow on, on Fat Joe's song. Just talk about something else. Nobody cares about Mariah. Not even Nick. <laughs>
1: there I, Next. I, I, wow. <laughs> Next up on our list. If you guys don't know, again, if you're living under a rock, Michael Vick, former... NFL quarterback was put in a peculiar position. The league sources have come out and said, hey, we want to have you be one of the Pro Bowl captains. However, there was a petition signed overnight with that announcement where a 1,000 people started, and then a 1,000 grew from that to 10,000, and from 10,000 to 40,000 in the past three days Where there are so many people that are saying they don't want Mike Vick to have anything to do with it because of his dogfighting past. Avia, let's start with you. Hyper good night to the 400K people who signed the petition to keep Mike Vick out of receiving the 2020
0: Pro Bowl captain role. Good night. Good night to all of it. You know why? Why? Mike Michael Vick spent... 18 more months in jail than george zimmerman and george zimmerman killed a human being Trash. so at the point where you care more about dogs than you do human beings because you want to have all these signatures and and, and make sure that this person doesn't succeed after they've redeemed themselves i have a problem with that Word. george zimmerman has never redeemed himself in fact he's gotten into more trouble after the Trayvon Martin case, than anything else. So, and you know, you know who signed these petitions. Come on, let's keep it real. Now, <laughs> we all know the types of people that sign these petitions. They're the types that say all lives matter. They're the types that are like, "But it's a dog," and you know, we know the types of people that sign these petitions. I don't care. Good night. Like you're worried about the wrong things. Get over it. Can I
1: tell you, I can't stress how how much I love animals, right? Like, I love specific I love animals, dogs, right? too! But I'm also realistic. And frankly, there are certain things about our culture that are hypersensitive when it comes down to animals and, quote-unquote, animal ru- cruelty. Well, the reality of that is Mike Vick has served out time, he actually went to prison. Mike Vick's come back, gotten into the good graces of multiple people that are sitting at this desk. And when I think about taking everything that he had at the time away from him, like he was at his apex, and he lost out on the majority of money that he would have made, which is gonna be like $125, $125 million. All that stuff got taken away from him, he gets put away. He did his time for this. I'm not saying that you need to get past it, what I am saying is, at the point that he did all this work, and then you just want to fucking throw it away, not you, but people in general who want to throw it away, I find it to be fucked up. And that, to me, tells me
0: everything I need to know about people. I'm like, ooh. And You know, for anyone who's going to say, Avi, you're saying get over it, but lives are lost. People have told me to get over slavery. So... And I took it there, but I'm just kind of like, Whoa, my God. I'm just kind of like, like, what's important here? Like, like, yes, what he did was wrong. I do not condone it, but like, I think there's just a vendetta out against him for life. Like, there's nothing that he can do for life because there's always going to be these types of people that will that will work so hard to make sure that he does not succeed. Bloop 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 bloop.
1: All right. On a final note. Some devastating news came down with our one of our younger artists by the name of Juice World. Navia
0: Phillipson. Juice World has passed away recently. Um, Juice World, young rapper, everyone pretty much knows him from the track Lucid Dreams. Fire. Um that. Fire. And just gained a lot of momentum. He started off as a SoundCloud rapper and just gained popularity. Um Basically, what happened was he was flying into Chicago Midways Airport, and the pilot caught wind of the fact that his entourage had guns on them, which is clearly not something you should be doing when you are flying. Yep. The pilot decided to reach out to the feds, and Juice World and his entourage caught wind of this. And so it's reported, we don't know this for sure. That juice was seen swallowing several Percocet pills and what people believe was an attempt to hide them from the feds who were actually waiting for their flight to land when he got to Chicago. When the flight landed, the feds found 70 pounds of marijuana in 41 vacuum sealed bags, six bottles of liquid prescription coating, cough syrup, three firearms, including two nine millimeter pistols, and a 40 caliber pistol along with metal piercing bullets and a high-capacity ammunition magazine. Juice World got to the airport and ended up having a seizure. And people believe that he had this seizure due to the high amounts of per- Percocets he took in a short amount of time, all in an attempt to hide them from the feds so that nothing would happen to him. It's really sad. He just turned 21. 21, 21. Rapper... Joiner Lucas tweeted, Juice World was 21. He was a product of our generation of rappers who glorified drugs and made it cool. I'm blaming y'all ends for this shit. All that lean and pills y'all glorify and talk about, you teaching the kids to do it. Shaking my head, you happy now? RIP Juice World. gone too soon. So hyper good night to Joiner Lucas Basically, blaming rappers of today for being the reason why people like Juice World have died and other rappers have died from drug overdose.
1: Okay, so can I just say this without being ju- well? You're not gonna judge me, but I know other people are gonna judge me. So how do I do this without being completely <laughs>
0: say it and then clean it up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna, I want good night jordan lucas for this actually and jordan lucas has always kind of been on the right side of a lot of stuff but in this instance uh he's saying you know (laughs) it is rap culture that has put this guy's death on display and i disagree i don't think rap culture is the reason why people made really really trash decisions back in the 80s and 90s i think we We don't all glorify one thing as not a monolith. He made a choice, a bad choice, which is sad, and ultimately led to his death. You cannot say that that's a hip-hop thing as much as it was somebody making a bad choice. But we're in an age and an era now where somebody has to be blamed if something's happening. I don't like it.
0: Well, wouldn't you say that something like Lean is... A hip-hop thing?
1: Oh, oh, come on. Lean was around before hip-hop. Lean will be around after hip-hop. But when did it it become... Is it glorified through hip-hop? When was it publicly popularized? No, but is it glorified through hip-hop? Yes. But where I'm going with this is, this is an individual responsibility, so I'm going to goodnight Jordan Lucas for
0: that. I'm going to hype him. I think he's touching on something that we shouldn't ignore. Um, I'm not saying that anyone is responsible for the decisions that are made by anyone else, but I will say that if, if you make a song that goes Percocet, Molly Percocet, and it's banging in the clubs and the strip clubs and down the block, and you hear it everywhere, and you see the success the song is making, how much do we really care about drugs in the rap culture? Like, these are the songs that are making money. Future's whole career. Is almost built off of him rapping about how many drugs he takes. I'm on that good cushion, alcohol. Lil Wayne is to be blamed as well. And I've said this before. You have these rappers that brag and rap about doing these drugs that they talk about in such description that they take over and they're like literally like the verses of their songs and they're still alive. Do you know what that tells a younger rapper who's up and coming? That they're invincible. That I can do this too and be like you. Because Future's still alive. Lil Wayne's still alive. How many seizures did Lil Wayne have? He's like a cat with nine lives. (laughs) Like literally, Lil Wayne should be dead right now. And he's one of my favorite rappers. I don't say that in like, I want him to die. I'm saying that for what he does, his body should have shut down by now but he keeps coming back. I think the fact that these rappers that glorify these things that are still living, they're all well over 21. They're all in their 30s. You have these 21 year olds that are dying. Mac Miller, Juice World, Bow Wow even talked about how he was addicted to freaking lean and he's not even a rapper. I mean, he's a rapper, but (laughs) you know, so, I mean, it's, it's part of the culture. It's something that's in the studio. It's not a big deal. But b- because of the fact that they're not making a big deal out of it, and we're just saying it's part of the culture, that is what is continuing these deaths. We need rappers to speak out about it. We need people to make a big deal about it. Because I think that's the only way that this is going to stop. So I'm hyping him for having a voice. Oh God. <laughs> wait. Someone has to talk about it. Oh, my
1: goodness. Yeah, you make your own decision. I'm not even going to shit, because then I'm going to say that, and then people will be like, oh, you don't care about somebody's death, and that's not the case. So well, it's not that. the
0: case, but my thing is, like, I think that rappers wouldn't be so into these things if they were, firstly, not around when they're recording a song. Secondly, not glorified. Whole songs made out of these things. Like, I, it's just it's logic no pun intended to the rappers no
1: that was full <laughs> no
0: it wasn't
1: <laughs> well okay i think we've spent enough of people's time letting everybody know how we felt uh people make choices whatever um let's let's talk about our vacations let's do this let's get into the main topic of the day today um Me and Avia, we both went to Europe, but we went to different places.
0: Goodnight Harlem took over Europe at the same time. It was unplanned. Okay, then. (laughs) But don't you think it's ironic that we were both out there at the same time?
1: No. Oh, okay. (laughs)
0: Because we're always
1: in Europe at the same time. (laughs) Back. Here's where I wanted to start with this. Um... I want to ask you a couple of questions, and I hope you can do the same to me, but my first question is, why Paris? Like, you went to Paris, and I want to know what really went into that decision, and then when you got there, was it immediately what how you thought it was going to be?
0: Um, so, basically, anyone who knows me well knows that for the longest time, I've been trying to take a solo trip, like an international solo trip, on some eat, pray, love type of stuff, like... I think that if you see enough influencers on IG, you think you can do it too, right? And you can. No, seriously, you can. I, I, I really do think that me following people who do this all the time made it more realistic for me to do it for myself. Um, and I've always wanted to do, to do a solo trip because I've been on a lot of trips with friends in the past and I really enjoy those things. But I, I just wanted to see like how I fend for myself in a situation where I'm in an environment that I'm not from. I've always want, just wanted to see like how that plays out for me. Um, and the things that I learned about myself along the way. So I chose Paris because my original solo trip was going to be something small that I right. built, built my way up to. I was just going to do like a Miami trip for the weekend. And then if that worked out well, then go abroad. Right? So when I was looking at flights, Miami flights and Paris flights were nowhere near each other. Paris was actually cheaper. (laughs) I know. So I was like, and I looked up Paris because I kept seeing it everywhere. I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to go back. I went there when I was 16 for school. And um, it was a school trip. And we spent like three days there. And I loved it when I was out there. But I thought of Paris again because I knew that I always wanted to come back. And the fact that Paris was cheaper than Miami, I'm like, well, I'm doing it. Mic drop. Right. And yes, once I touched down, it was exactly what I thought it would be more. What about you? You went to... What exactly did you think it was going to be, though? A continuation of what I remember it being when I was 16. So for me, it was just like I was 16 with these 16-year-old thoughts and mindset, (laughs) you know, not paying attention to a lot of things. And now I'm older wiser
1: hopefully wiser
0: hopefully yeah i'm well seasoned i'm like a popeye's chicken sandwich now you know before i was a -A. (laughs) chick-fil-a now i'm a popeyes no (laughs) but like i um i just wanted to look at this city through adult eyes and see like what the differences were and so that was another reason why i chose a place that i had already been to um, I purposely chose a place also that did not speak English because, like I said, I just want to drop myself somewhere and see how I managed. Oh, boy. What about you? You went to Italy. Oh, Italy. Um,
1: <laughs> I hadn't had a vacation this year. So for me.
0: Yes, Beyonce, look at you.
1: <laughs> I needed to take time. So I took. Like an extended ten, eleven day vacation, um, but tickets were bought unbeknownst to me by my lucky, lucky self. I happened to be dating somebody who was willing to kind of cut a big check for us to get there.
0: Oh, I thought you said I was. Uh, they were taught by. They were bought by my lucky, lucky girlfriend. I'm like, dang, why is she lucky? <laughs> she bought no, your tickets. No, I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So I said all that to say Italy is one of the places I hadn't been in the world yet. So I decided, you know, what, this could be it. This could be, I will say this much immediately when I really start doing like my due diligence and being comfortable with the space, everything started to kind of open up. And that's a good thing. However, I think I am one of those people that, when I go traveling, I really want to like invest in the culture, and everywhere that I went, it didn't feel that much different than what I am accustomed to. What do you mean? Like, I live in New York City already, right? Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, you don't want to be in somewhere else where it feels just like you're at home. It mm. just doesn't sit well with me, mm. and I've been in several situations where that's exactly how I felt. How
0: did it feel like New York City?
1: I'll say this much. There was way more graffiti than I expected. Streets are a lot dirtier than I expected. But I went to four different places in Italy. One, I went to Rome. Two, I went to uh, Florence. Three, I went to Naples. Four, I went to Pisa. Mm. So I saw a lot of things. But was any of it worth it is a whole different conversation.
0: Well, I'm sure each one of those cities were different from each other, and I heard Florence is like, like the one of the prettiest places on the on the planet from what I've heard because I haven't been to Italy. So when you say Florence graffiti, a, graffiti Florence, wasn't there. Florence
1: is a a living postcard, right? That's it. That's yeah. the one place where I was like, for sure, it's a postcard. Yeah. However, the rest of oh my god. Did I you have remember.
0: expectations before you got Way
1: there? Way too high.
0: Your expectations of Italy were way too high. Yes. What were you expecting, and what was it? It was the, the what you bought, bought versus what you <laughs> the what you. what's the what, what's the term? What you asked for versus what you got, right? What were your expectations, and what did you get in return? I think my
1: my biggest expectation is that the food was going to be way better.
0: Oh, But like the Italian food? Yeah, because I'm in be Italy, like, it, it, yeah. and, and
1: Italian food, American Italian food is one of my favorite things. So yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to have real Italian food in Italy, you suckers.
0: Real Fussellini, real Tortellini, real Eenie Eenie. Yep, just all them Eenies. Not it. A- <laughs> <laughs> so was it not good? Like, what's the deal? But wait, let me let
1: me run through the what I didn't like then. since we're doing it that way. Food for starters. But a part of that's on me because of I have dietary restrictions. I don't eat red meat. I don't really want tons of carbs and bread. And I think just in general, um, when I'm going to pick up food, I want it to taste a certain way based on what I'm accustomed to it tasting like. And if it doesn't, then I'm super disappointed. mm I had pizza in Naples, which is the birthplace of pizza. It is the most disgusting pizza I've ever had in my entire life. It is a soupy middle. It feels like some stuff that we're doing is out of bounds yet. Honestly, the, the, the true out of bounds was being in somewhere like Naples where you can't really move around in a small street without somebody about to run you over. Like literally. It was crowded? Not just crowded, but like. They have side streets everywhere, and on each side street, you could potentially get ran over because a car just comes down there. Oh, a moped will come okay. right, right yeah. after that, but the car is what you're normally worried about. You're like, okay, I gotta look back every like two minutes because somebody could be coming around. Because the, the
0: sidewalks are super narrow, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, like one person, one person can fit on the sidewalk at a time. That's right. Right, that's what I imagined.
1: Awful. Awesome. <laughs> Other than that. Um, I don't eat red meat So If they have sandwiches there A lot of the sandwiches are one of three things It's either deep fried chicken Which I don't eat deep fried food It is some form of ham Or red meat Not gonna eat that Or uh, We'll just give you like Trash ass pasta So
0: the food in general was just not good Like everywhere you went
1: I don't remember having anything that I would go, hey, you need to try this.
0: But was it because your expectations were already high? So it was a lot to build up to, like, you know, a lot to prove to you as opposed to someone just going to Italy and not not knowing or expecting anything.
1: I will say if if you go there and you get recommendations from people, Mm -hmm. it is all subjective, as we all know. Of course. But that subjectivity leads you to a. I don't want to say a bad spot, but it leads you to what these people deem great versus what your own sensibilities would take you. And nothing that I saw was to write home about. Nothing. I can go even further into this. like When you think about the historical context of things, a lot of people are enamored when they go to somewhere like the Colosseum in Rome. They're like, oh my God, this puts us back in time in history, because we're somewhere right now in the planet where we're living in a time continuum almost. If you're, if you're seeing that sculpture, that big-ass coliseum, they were building that early, you know, and it took so many years, but then there's so many battles that took place in that, and now you get your opportunity to stand right there where all these things take place. So you're technically living in the future when that thing is still being built in the past so people view things that way mm-hmm. not me
0: you're like oh that's nice next no. oh I'm like
1: oh a lot of rocks oh.
0: <laughs> did you do like a walking tour where it's someone was of... telling you the history and you had to go from like place to place no Oh, I just
1: walked
0: oh okay <laughs> so, maybe if so, you did a walking tour at, you'd be more impressed
1: <laughs> Saw it during the was day Was it lit up? Yeah and okay. I, I turned into like Bro man from the fifth floor I'm like Ma this ain't it bro
0: Dang
1: Just underwhelming Super underwhelming Like Underwhelming to a point Where I'm like I could be doing anything else
0: Anything else Anywhere else? Yes. or any anything else in Italy?
1: Anything else Anywhere else
0: I'm sorry to hear that I was not expecting to hear That the trip was just A dud? This- Well, it—I wouldn't say it's a dud because you're in a new place you've never been to, and you're away. You're getting this vacation, so you're getting this time away. I just didn't expect it to be this lackluster. From what you're telling me, you can't tell me that it was eleven days of lackluster.
1: Well, I wouldn't say (laughs) eleven days, but I would say it was at minimum ten days of (laughs) lackluster.
0: <laughs> oh, I would to say it was eleven, but you know, I would say it was like. T- I thought you were gonna say four no. or six. You're like uh, minus one day. That's what it was. <sighs> let me. All right, all
1: right. Let me. Let me. Let me clear. Let me clear this up. Yeah, clear it up. Let me clear it up for the people. All right,
0: because you're making people not want to go to Italy now.
1: And I'm not trying to do. <laughs> Actually, yes, I am. Yeah. So.
0: It's probably on a lot of people's bucket list. And me, they're probably me, listening let me, let me to this, this like hoping this that up. they hear something that Here's they can Here's the good.
1: Cuz I wanted to do the I wanted to do the show the way that I was saying do it. Well, we talk about the good, we talk about the bad, we talk about things that are indifferent. But well, you in start respect, off with we the just bad kind of just we just
0: It's okay to start know. off with the bad because that means that we can build it up to the good. You want to do that? Well, it's fine.
1: I'm just going to go into everything all at once. I'm just going to kind of throw it out there. Okay. The good is when you go to something like the Vatican and you see the scale of it, how big it is and how much money has been thrown into it, you're like, oh, my God, nothing can ever go wrong here because all, honestly, with the Pope, there's always going to be money that's coming in. There's always going to be something that kind of helps them refurbish, rebuild, whatever. So then I'm like, I gotta see the Sixteen Chapel if this is the case. We see the 16th Chapel, and Kanye's I'm, favorite. Uh, <laughs> and I go in there, and it's, it. it's not a, as big a room as I thought it was, and you're not allowed to take a picture. You're what? just can only can look up. So I'm like, oh, got it. And after you look up but for so long, you just kind of go, okay, enough looking at the ceiling with the painting on it, okay,
0: right.
1: And you need to kind of come out of there and wait for your group. It, it's. It's one of those things where you see somebody's done so much work in that painting. You go, oh, this is, this is dope. Yeah. But it didn't have me in awe. But it's still beautiful. Mm-hmm. Florence, like I was saying, though.
0: Looks like a postcard. Looks card. like a
1: postcard. So there's beauty in that all over the place. Pisa, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's cool to see that in person. It was cool. But nothing else was
0: there. Mm.
1: So what are we doing?
0: Were all these monuments in different cities? Because I don't really know where all these pieces are. P- Pizza's
1: in. I know Pizza's in Pisa.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Leaning to our Pizza's in Pisa. Colosseum is in Rome. Uh, the Vatican, I think that is also in Rome. Um, yeah. Florence is just more so like a rich, like a rich, like. It feels like. Like, I I keep saying postcard, but it genuinely feels like you would be walking down Fifth Avenue, but Mm -hmm. with, like, lights and da 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 and it's all dressed up.
0: Mm.
1: It's that. Okay. But, okay, I'm I'm giving you the good. I was trying to focus on the good, so. (laughs) Scraping for the good, too. I was like, oh, man, let me scrape the bottom of the barrel for this. Oh, my
0: gosh. I cannot believe this.
1: The best. The best part. The best part. Hands down.
0: Okay.
1: It wasn't the food. It wasn't... The hotels, which were okay. It was spending time with my girl.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask.
1: That was the best. Like, honestly, amazing. She's amazing. The trip?
0: Well, did she feel the same way about the trip that you feel about it? Like, the best part was spending the time with you, but this is No, because I'm trash. Like, whatever. I'm trash. What do you no.
1: mean? No, 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 because I'm trash. Like, I'm boring. But she's amazing.
0: So, she was taking it all in and was amazed and was like, overwhelmed and it was just like just real into it and you were like all right next landmark that's pretty
1: much how things work for us okay but she's way more into art uh, history yeah and -hmm. the aesthetic behind it and, Mm -hmm. and you call it art history and i call it white history
0: It is white history. It's not black.
1: Right. And so (laughs) I'm like, yay.
0: So wait, would you say you're the person at the museum who looks at a picture and then, you know, maybe read the blurb on the side if you're interested and then keeps it moving and she's the type of person that will like stare at the picture from up close, then walk back and like really spend the time on one picture after like 30 minutes and you've already looked at the second floor? Yes. Okay. No, it's good. I just wanted to I'm paint sorry. that picture because I, I was trying to get the idea. Okay. Well at least you're a good enough boyfriend to be patient with her as she's looking at that one thing. Damn. Damn what?
1: It sounds worse than what it is.
0: No, I'm not making it sound worse. I'm saying that some people would not be able to deal with that. Like that would that would be where the two people would clash. And you guys did not clash in that no, way. We even, never. No, Even though you're two very different people and how you take in information and how you take in what you're seeing. Yeah. You, that could have been something that could have been a clashing moment in your vacation. You know what I'm saying? Because when it comes to vacation, one thing that I realize is time is of the essence. Because you don't know when you're ever going to be there again. Fair.
1: Okay. That's another positive. So I should... I'm, I didn't put together the positive as well enough Because like
0: you I, were focused on how bad the pizza was <laughs> You said this pizza is like liquid It's not even a solid So oh I don't care God. about Florence <laughs> Fucking, They just gave
1: me liquid Parmesan they like what is that?
0: Like what? I literally ate the pizza and said don't <laughs> You're like Where the, where's Domino's? Do they got the uh 599 deal out here? I need I, to know. I
1: good at the whole pizza. Like, what
0: is this? <laughs> He's like, can I get a personal fan? Who's man? You came fan? you came straight back to Harlem and ordered some Domino's I know you did. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, we need to cleanse my palate.
1: <laughs> I was so thankful that go back to New oh <laughs> York, that's crazy. I was so thankful, and, and it's more or less regarding food.
0: But how are how are the people? No, you're no you're about to talk about the time. You're about to say, Oh yeah, that's another thing. The time that we spent or the time about you know, time is of the essence and you're grateful that something something
1: Yeah, it, it was great to have like a genuine break and just be somewhere else and like really just try to absorb the culture as much as you can. Um albeit in touristy areas and doing the kind of touristy bullshit that people would expect you to do I tried my hardest to just have an open mind about everything that we were doing mm-hmm. people smoke so much that it clouded my judgment wow. at all times yeah. people are always fucking smoking it's like it doesn't you can't matter smoke where is at. a real thing so like my girl said something that I loved she's so right about this she goes, I didn't know before I got here that Italy is just one big ashtray.
0: Ashtray or They're ashtray? A, ashtray. Oh, okay. It really is.
1: Everywhere you go, somebody's smoking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at a certain point, I can't even cough because I'm inhaling as I'm doing. I'm like, <coughs> like, wow, like why am I dying just because I'm walking on the street? That's crazy. Yeah. Don't. I think I didn't realize how organized we were until I took this trip. In, in America, that is. We are extremely organized about mm, small stuff. Tell me very about Very detailed about mm-hmm. small stuff in a way that other countries just aren't. I just wish that my Western sensibilities didn't ruin this stuff for me. But it all does.
0: But you've been to other countries and you've had those same Western sensibilities and it didn't ruin those those experiences for you. So I'm just wondering why this one was different. Like, did you do anything that the locals do or you did all touristy things?
1: I did a mixed. Okay. So, we watched a lot of YouTube videos to get to that point yes. of figuring out what the things were that locals do mm-hmm. and as well as figuring out what was it wor- what's worth doing.
0: And did you find that doing the local things were better than doing the doing the touristy things? No. No. So there's nothing about there's no redeeming qualities. There's nothing about Italy no. that you really care for. No. Except wow. for my girl. I mean, she's here. That's right. <laughs> I've never, ever, ever heard someone go to Italy and not care for it. I think
1: maybe if I drank, ate red meat. Um, uh, maybe if yeah. I could eat all the pasta everybody else was eating yeah. and it didn't do anything to me. Um, maybe if I didn't have issues with dairy, it'd be different. Like People love gelato and I'm like, I can't really eat gelato.
0: Damn. So but why couldn't you eat the pasta because
1: some of it's too much cheese. Okay. Others of it. It's just too much tomato sauce So then I have to balance out when I can do that and how many how often I can do that Do you have like dairy pills? She had them.
0: Oh, okay good I mean at least you came prepared in that aspect like, well, like... she
1: came prepared
0: <laughs> What would you do without her? <laughs>
1: people find ways to make trips great for themselves. And in certain instances, I can I can try to trick myself into thinking like, this is this is okay. Like, but, but because I've, this is how jaded I am. I live in one of the best cities in the world. And I'm not saying that as like a heavy hitting, like New Yorker, I'm saying that as somebody who's literally been damn near all over the world.
0: So your standards are higher. Way too high. Right. And I've
1: been spoiled by New York because we have options. Mm-hmm. So many options. So, one, you cannot service me something in your country, in your local country, that I can also get back home and expect me to be blown away by. it, Mm -hmm. Because, legit, there are people that grew up in Italy that have created restaurants in New York City that I can get food that tastes very similar to exactly what the fuck it is that you get. The difference is going to be the poultry and whatever the FDA has approved the vegetables and whatever they have put, So those things should make it taste so much more different, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It does not. Right. And so because it does not, what the fuck am I doing if I can get the same thing back home? Right. So then there's no
0: differentiation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then I'm spoiled. I'm very spoiled that way. And we really do have options. So if I did want a sandwich, I wouldn't have to think about having I don't know.
0: Limited options because yeah. you don't eat certain things. I'm like,
1: do you guys have turkey? What the fuck is a turkey? Like, we don't, turkeys oh, they don't aren't here. Turkey, have turkey. There. Turkeys oh. aren't here. So then, we don't think okay, about do you not things. have deep fried chicken? I mean, this is how we do it. I'm like, the fuck do, okay. Like, I can go to a bodega right now and whatever the fuck I want. They'll have, they'll have chicken, dog, turkey. They'll have whatever the fuck I want. And I can just go point and then go put all these things on it and I have it. I could not do that over there. It's like, you better eat a vegetable sandwich. What
0: the fuck am I going to eat a vegetable sandwich? What? Lettuce and bread? Was language a barrier? No. So everywhere you went, they spoke English? No,
1: but language was never a barrier. Okay. It wasn't.
0: Do you speak speak Italian?
1: No. Oh. No. Does your girlfriend? No. Oh, okay. But it wasn't, it's just not an issue. Okay. They want money, so they'll figure it out.
0: Right. (laughs) This. This. were people friendly
1: like what was the
0: yeah nobody attitude was not friendly of everyone. yeah nobody was not friendly it right just,
1: it, there's nothing that i would be impressed about that's just really how it boils down
0: did you see any black italians
1: not not for real really i, see, I saw people that were from africa clearly that might have grew up there in but, italy
0: yeah wow i don't know i just thought there'd be some black people there's black people everywhere right so when like we went to like Portugal, <laughs> when
1: we went to Portugal is where I saw black people, a lot of them. And yeah. I was very happy with that. that
0: makes sense. Well, and what
1: about you? Like, good, let's go to you because I feel like everything that I'm saying is super negative.
0: <laughs> Why it do you know like it's gonna just, be like, this way? I was like and, expecting um, like you're you're like king of stories of adventures, and I thought that you're gonna get into some sort of trouble when you got out there. or something. Yeah, I
1: did. I got in trouble in my mind. <laughs> Like, oh, my God, this is purgatory. Like, I wanted
0: to exit my body, and right. I couldn't. Right, and this is purgatory. <laughs>
1: oh Shoot me in the face. Shoot me in the face.
0: Well, I just want to make a disclaimer. I don't speak French. <laughs> and my French... Who
1: That's all I knew yes. how to say. I knew how
0: to say bonjour, croissant, merci. <laughs> that's it. Cuisine. S'il <laughs> vous plaît. The only French words I know Really well are ballet words Like relevé, plié Grand plié like (laughs) (laughs) Because I did ballet for eight years But when it comes to actually having a conversation Yeah, that's not going (laughs) to (laughs) work So I get to Paris And mind you, I'm flying to Paris On Thanksgiving So Uh my Thanksgiving meal Consisted of like Roasted chicken from Delta, which was fine. It was actually flavorful. It was probably better than the food you had in Italy. (laughs) But you know what's crazy is I had a layover in Milan. So we were actually in Italy at the same time, which is crazy to think. Milan's airport is like a freaking spread from Vogue. (laughs) There's like billboards of Gucci and Versace everywhere. And the stores are open at like 7 a.m. and they're ready to sell. Like, I'm talking, like, high-end designer stores. They got the music blaring, the lights blasting. It feels like you're in a club. It's crazy. I got off at my flight, and I was like, oh, I'm too sleep for all this. I can't. <laughs> Super jet-lagged. I was like, I just can't deal with this right now. It's 7 a.m. Why are these stores open? Who's buying leather loafers at 7 a.m.? I just don't know. Um, So I get to Paris, and um, I decide... I am going to take the train or public transportation from the airport to my hotel. I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to call Uber. My whole plan was to not do touristy things. The only touristy thing, like I said, that I wanted to do was the Eiffel Tower. Um, I wanted to just see where the wind was going to take me on this trip, really. Because what I've come to realize is, and I realized this on this trip, touristy things don't actually make a trip like honestly when you think of Paris you think of Eiffel Tower you think of the Louvre you think of Champs-Élysées and those things are all really amazing I think if anything the Eiffel Tower should be the only thing that you should see out of all those things for (laughs) sure right but if you don't go to those things guess what it's okay because you can go on Google and see those same pictures. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for me Why do you
1: sound like me? No, you're no, jaded too. No, I'm not jaded. Why I'm not jaded. This was a
0: great revelation for me. No revelation. You're jaded revelation. Now. This is No, no, this was the revelation no. that I made. Not to be anti touristy things and anti landmarks. It was more that pro is. no, listen. It was more pro-authentic experiences. Yeah. So for me, it's not authentic in a natural case for me to wake up and I need to see this and I need to see this. I need to see this. Because you're literally just going to... I'm like you. I'm going to see it. I'm going to be like, okay, next... (laughs) <laughs> no for real I passed by Notre Dame on a bus And I was like that's the progress Okay I'm so glad I didn't make it like a trip Of like going to see Notre Dame Because like really that's it The bees are okay Great Why?
1: You are in my mind That is so No that's me. how
0: I am I'm I'm that person in the museum That's going to look at something Be like okay I like this I like this Cool that's great Maybe read the blurb If it's not too long And then keep it moving <laughs> I, I really kind of wish I could be that person that's like looking at a painting for 30 minutes. Because I wonder, what are these people thinking and what are they digesting that I'm just too shallow to understand? You know, like I really do feel like it's a different level craft, of comprehension.
1: It, it is the craft.
0: Looking at something without words and really taking it, the feeling in and all that stuff, right? So what I realized on this trip was that there were things that I wanted to do for sure, but I was gonna leave room for anything to happen, right? Yeah. So, like you, I looked at so many YouTube videos before I got there, and I just wanted to make sure. I think for trips, you just want to make sure you're you're prepared. You want to make sure that you don't miss something because, like I said, you never know when you're gonna come back, if ever. I know. Well, you, you know you're. You so. know now that you're never going back. Yeah. I know, it's easy to say that, but if you like the place that you're in and you know you wanna come back, you don't know when that's going to happen. So it's almost like, the thing that I worried about traveling solo was this pressure of me wanting to do all these things and then none of it happening or none of it working out the way that I had an expectation of it. So just like you had an expectation of Italy and how the food was gonna be and how the sights were gonna be and how you were gonna feel while you were there, I had the same expectation for my first solo trip. I'm like, this better be amazing. I better go out and just do some wild and crazy things. Like, I had such high expectations of myself that if that did not happen, I was going to be disappointed. I already knew. Like I was literally setting myself up for mental failure. Like really. So I get to Paris i figure out how to get there there's a train you have to take to get to the subway system or the metro system out yeah. there the train that you take is equivalent to like the, the um, Air train. no new jersey transit okay or like the metro north Yeah. right so i take that train then i transfer to the 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 two subway or metro trains i keep saying subway but in paris is the metro metro trains to my hotel my hotel it was this boutique hotel I did so much research on hotels before I went out there. I think I spent like a week like looking up reviews, reading everything like and it had to be in a certain budget for me because I didn't want to like blow everything on a hotel that I wasn't going to be in all day. Right. But I still wanted a nice place to lay my head down. So I considered a hostel. I actually did. And then once I realized I couldn't find like a single room in a hostel, like for one person, like I would have to be sharing with somebody else. I'm like, that's a no for me. Because yeah, I want to save money, but I don't want to have to be worried about if my roommate is going to be taking my stuff or like having sex in their twin size bed. Like I don't want to worry about that, right? (laughs) I don't know what hostels look like. It's just, I just knew it wasn't for me. So I got this hotel. This hotel was in the ninth arrondissement, which is honestly one of the coolest neighborhoods in Paris, I think. It was down the street from Moulin Rouge, like literally down the street. On that same strip of Moulin Rouge was nothing but sex toy shops. Yep. Yeah. Next to each other. All right next to each other. They had the sexodrome, two story shop where things go down and they had they had everything, right? But then they had like restaurants, bars, Listen, everything. That, that's where you got a cop shit at don't even worry about the tear for the tax. True, but I went into a couple of those stores and they're a little bit pricey. So I'm like, if I need anything, for real, for real, I'm just going to order online because Amazon got (laughs) me. I got prime. (laughs) I got prime for this. So ain't nobody got time for this. I'm like, I'm not spending this much on this thing that I can get on Amazon. For real, for real. And I'm not going to get it from here just to say, oh, I got this. Toy from Paris. It's like, mean, come on now. I mean, it doesn't even matter.
1: I the euros on this goddamn.
0: Thing. No, because at the end of the day, the euro was uh, one, a one a dollar and eleven cents in the USD. Right. So I'm spending more here anyway. It's not too much more, but I'm spending more. So I'm like, I don't need to get this here, you know? So I get to my hotel when they're checking me in. Lady's super nice. She's like, we're giving you like one of the biggest rooms. Just got renovated. It has its own terrace. And when I say terrace, this is literally like a patio, like a garden patio with a table and chairs. I was the only person that had access to this. And all the windows to the building kind of like looked down in this area. So I didn't have privacy, but, you know, this was my spot. And she she overly emphasized this is a non-smoking room. So I'm just letting you know there will be a $150 fee or euro fee um, if you are found smoking. I'm like, lady, you don't have to worry about me. I don't, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. And I didn't realize why she was really trying to emphasize that on me until I walked out Throughout the days and realize that like you Everyone smokes
1: It's a fucking ass trap
0: Everyone smokes and that explains why they have The sidewalk cafes And everyone sits outside And mind you I'm going in the dead of fall Transitioning into winter People are literally sitting outside Of these sidewalk cafes Kind of looking cold even though they're under a heat lamp Smoking <laughs> Like that's how much smoking has taken over their life Like it's like I don't care if it's cold I just need the cigarette Like right and so I'm thinking, you know, Parisians just really just like to people watch and everything like that. No, they like to smoke and they can't smoke in the restaurant. So by by default, they have to be outside. So, yeah, they are people watching by default, but they're really out there to smoke. That very first day, um, I went to the Sacre Coeur. I can't I can't I can't speak French, y'all. Anyways, I went to the huge cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> On top of the hill, and if you've been to Paris, you know what I'm talking about.
1: You know who's good at this? My girl. Great. Actually, I wish she was here. No, seriously, she would. She'd be like, oh, I, I'll help. Like, she legit can like break down the words and like do this stuff.
0: I'm like, yeah, the French language to me is harder me. than English. We're I don't care what anyone says. Require, yeah, yeah. And so I went there. Um, they had an area that was surrounded that surrounded the the cathedral or the church, I should say, and everyone had locks, that they had locks. It's almost like the bridge that has all the locks on it. They had locks on the fence, a whole bunch of locks on the fence. So I bought one, and I wrote, like, obvious obvious first solo trip on the back and put it back there. So now when I go back, I want to see if it's still there. Went to the church, went inside. Now, mind you, I'm the type of person where, yeah, I can look up in the ceilings and see all the great paintings and stained glass and be like, oh, that's cool. I've been in Notre Dame before. Like I said, I went to Paris when I was 16. We did all the touristy stuff you could ever think of packed into three days. So I didn't feel a need to repeat any of that stuff. I went inside this church, y'all. And after walking around it, I sat at one of the pews and I got emotional. Yes. Like tears were running down my face. And I was like, this is so weird. I don't do this. Like this is not me. Like I'm not a religious person. I feel like I'm a little bit more spiritual, but... I just felt very overwhelmed and I don't know if it's because I couldn't believe that I was like actually doing what I had set out to do of like going to this place by myself and like really making it happen I just couldn't believe that it was actually happening I don't know what was going on within me but I just felt really connected to my environment and I thought that that was super cool so I walk out you had an eat pray love moment. I really did. I really did. You and did I,
1: Julia Roberts
0: I and listen, I barely ate on this trip. I have to tell you, every single day I will wake up and get like five croissants and eat all of those for breakfast. And then I would be walking around so much that I would not eat lunch.
1: Shit. And
0: I would eat and I would eat dinner. So I would literally have like one and a half meals a day. And I'm talking about when I'm walking around each day, like 17,000 to 25 steps a day. I'm not even lying. So that night, um, I went to uh Gallery Lafayette, which is this huge um department store in Paris, and they had a, a ice skating rink on top of the roof and like great views of uh, the Eiffel Tower. and It was just so cool, it was just really really cool. It was Black Friday, everybody was shopping. The crazy thing is, is me walking around the store, if a salesperson was talking to me, I didn't know because I didn't understand French. So this whole trip, I almost felt like I was deaf. Like seriously, I felt like if I was a deaf person, this is how it would be. Only I could hear sounds, but I I have no realization that anyone is addressing me or talking to me. So by the time they actually get my attention, I'm like, huh? And then they're speaking French and I'm like, uh uh je parle anglais (laughs) because i looked it up and that's just basically me saying i speak english like don't even try me with the french like (laughs) right right so um i did a lot of walking around i ended up at this restaurant i had steak i had pommes frites fries um it was pretty good got back to my hotel i'm like you know what i'm going to the club and so i was like I need to have this wild night. I need to like put myself out there. Like I was really pep talking myself. I'm like, look, I'm tired as hell. I'm jet lagged. I don't know what. I don't know what time my body thinks it is. But I'm about to act like it's not that time and just go out and see what happens. Yeah. So I go out. There's this little lounge, Hawaiian lounge, like Hawaiian themed lounge next to my hotel called Dirty Dick. I literally go there because it's called Dirty Dick. I'm like, I want to see what this is about. (laughs)
1: Girl, where was you at? Dirty Dick?
0: (laughs) But it's literally just a lounge. Like, there's nothing crazy about it or anything. It's cute. It's nice. There's a lot of people in there. But as I was drinking my drink, I was like, I don't feel like I'm going to socialize with anyone here because everyone's in their own cliques and groups. Like, they came here with their people. And I can't speak their language anyway, so I'm not even gonna try and interrupt. So then I'm like, well, maybe I can hit up this other club. I looked up this club online before I even got to Paris called uh, Bizarre, and it's in the 10th arrondissement. And I took an Uber out there and I got there and I'm like, okay, I've never been to a club by myself. Which oh, is wow. real. I've never gone to a club by myself. Like, literally not knowing anyone there. Like, I've gone to parties on my own and I knew people that are there. But I never set out to go to a club by myself. I've done that so many times. I think that's cool. That's my jam. It's super cool, though. I, I need to get more comfortable in doing that. Because I could tell that I was really uncomfortable while I was there. So, I get a drink. I'm trying to loosen up. Me and the bartender are talking. And she speaks English. And so, then she asked my name. I'm like, Avia. And she's like, my name's Aria. So her name's A-R-I-A. And so um, she makes me like this really strong margarita that didn't taste like a margarita. And um, I'm drinking. And I'm, you know, taking in the music. They're playing nothing but American music, clearly. And a little bit of Afrobeats. And so I'm like on the dance floor and like guys are looking at me, but they're not approaching me. So I'm just like, whatever. Like, I don't know who you are. I can't speak your language anyway. So really what could happen? So I hear English being spoken. Right. So I immediately turn around. Oh, I got hype. When you go to a country where everyone's not speaking your language and you hear your language, it's, it's the radar. You're like, where, 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 where? So I turn around, these two black girls are speaking English. I was like, are you guys speaking English? (laughs) Because I was super excited. (laughs) They're like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) so we're all laughing because it's not like a question you would normally hear, right? And so um, we all start talking. I find out they're both from New York and they're there on a trip, just the two of them. And they're like, cool. They used to work with each other and stuff like that. Both uh, attorneys. And they're leaving like a day before I leave or whatever. And so we like hang out the whole time for the rest of the party. The club closes at five. By the time it hit 5 a.m, we had met this guy and he was Parisian, but he spoke English, black, and he was a dancer. Like he was like we were all dancing in a group at that point and it was just like a good time. So I had made plans to go with them to like the African, in, in African part of Paris the next day. And so the next day I sleep in by accident because my body doesn't know what time it is. <laughs> Someone knocks on my door and it's the housekeeping staff. And they're like, oh, we're here to clean your room. I was like, no, I'm good. You're you're good. Like, I'm just trying to get ready to go because I'm late. And so um, then like I'm putting like these Flexi rods in my hair to try and curl my hair. And someone knocks on my door again. I'm like, I just told the girl I was good. I opened the door, and there's this Idris Elba-looking guy at my door. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. I, whoa, my whoa, God. My God. I wasn't prepared for that, right? I'm really? looking crazy. And he was just like, oh, I just want to know if, uh, did you need any more towels? Or, you know, I can't do his accent, but... <laughs> He had a deep voice and he had a nice little accent and I was like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm real like low key. Like I just used a towel yesterday. I don't really need another one. He was like, oh, I like you. He was like, you're low maintenance, huh? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, oh, okay. I like you. And I'm like, I like you too. Shoot. No. And so so he leaves. I meet up with the girls. We go to this area like, uh, and it pretty much looks like the Bronx of Paris. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's gritty it's gritty looking like it's not what you normally see right yeah. and that's what i wanted to do i didn't want to go to look at mona lisa
1: yeah you mean the stamp
0: <laughs> you mean the crowd of people in front of that tiny little picture
1: yeah the stamp right exactly that's what the fuck that right
0: is. i didn't want to waste my time spending hours in a museum and not knowing what i was looking at nor did i want to look at <laughs> european art and like men with claws Preach! like I just wasn't into that. We could see that anytime, anywhere. To me, (laughs) European history and culture is so embedded into us as Americans that I don't need to go to another country to see more of it. When I went to the Getty Museum in LA, I was thoroughly disappointed because I didn't realize that's all it was. I'm like, that's it? I don't want to see this mess. I'm good. I can see this at any museum. It's all the same to me. Just like people think all black people look alike, I think all this stuff almost looks alike after a while, right? It's just repetitive. Yeah. It's a lot of the same style. And I'm just like, all right, that's great. This does nothing for my advancement as a human being.
1: To culture you. Nothing. No, that's...
0: So that's why we purposely set out to go to the African part of Paris. But the African mm-hmm. part of Paris had many cultures, right? Um and now as soon as you get off the train in this at this stop there's a whole bunch of serbian looking guys just standing there looking like they're up to no good. Like literally just standing there. <laughs> so you know like the guys on 137 that just stand on the corner and they're clearly drug dealers?
1: I'm not going to say they're clearly drug Okay, dealers. well,
0: allegedly. Probably. Oh, right, 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 sorry right. cuz I'm calling them out. If they're listening, <laughs> they allegedly. may come for me. So there's 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 guys that stand on the corners, and you know that they're street dudes and they have different agendas, let's just say. So, as soon as I get off the train, I'm like, oh, this is sus. This is super sus. I'm gonna be like a white person and be like, ooh, this is a little sketchy. A little sketch. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a little sketch. Just so, sketch. you know, the whole time I had my fanny pack and everything like that, I was good. I was like, hands free. I'm like, ain't nothing gonna happen to me. So, I'm actually like, just a little bit more hyper aware out here than I would be in New York because I heard about pickpocketers. And in New York, I'm sure it happens, but it's not like the thing, right? I don't think, maybe because I'm not a tourist here, I don't think that that's like the thing that people are worried about. I think they're more worried about being shot or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look at what happened in Jersey city the other day, but, um, oh, so, so anyways, we're walking around, we go with this cool African shot. They give us this A drink called Bona Bona. We meet this designer who designed some J's. Like, they were just super... They had so so much hospitality and, like, they had all these bags in the window for display. And I was like, oh, can I get one? And they're like, oh, well, they're not for sale. But they ended up giving me one anyway. We're walking down the street and there's a slight change in scenery. Like, you can tell that the houses aren't as newer in this area. Um, But everything still looks really nice. We go into a beauty supply store, right? Okay. And one of the girls is looking, NECA, she's looking for like oils and stuff. She's like, I'm sure that they have better oils out here because they're like pure. And we're looking at stuff. And as we're leaving, one of the girls in the store, who's a customer, who's French, stops me. And she's like, oh, please, please, please. Uh, And she was trying to ask me, can I basically tell her what these lotion bottles were saying? Because the lotion, they had Jergens or something like that. The (laughs) lotion that they had in the beauty supply store had English on the outside. So she did not understand the difference between the lotions. And she was trying to ask me which one is better. And so here I am trying to explain to her, this one says nourishing. This one says moisturizing. This one says tightening. So I'm like trying to use my hands and everything like that. She doesn't know what these words mean. And so I'm like, yeah, I would choose this one, this one, but this one's cool, like, you know. But I thought it was super ironic that I go to a different country and someone's asking me to decode my language to them. Usually it's, it would be the other way around. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I thought that that was interesting. So we're walking around. We walk past the, the train station, right? The train station is in between two corners. To walk past it, it probably takes like Seven seconds. So we're walking past the Serbian guys again. When we're walking past them, there's a horde of people coming down the stairs from the train that just got off the train that are like going in all their different directions. Got it. So we get a little separated before we get to the corner. once we get to the corner, Neka, one of the girls, is like, someone took my phone. Jeez. Like literally it was five seconds, right? Someone took her phone. And she's like, but I got it back. And we're like, girl, what? Wait, it's been five seconds. How did this all happen in five seconds? So, she basically says that someone must have taken her phone because a guy tapped her on the shoulder who was African and gave her her phone back and then starts yelling at this guy. And so, one of the Serbian-looking guys must have pickpocketed her, and then the African guy snatched it from him and gave it back to her. And I'm like, yo, humanity is real. Like... (laughs) For real, like, you don't expect that. You don't expect that in New York. You wouldn't expect that in Paris. Like, you wouldn't expect that to happen for someone to give you your iPhone 11 back. Like, come on. And so I'm like, yo, these pickpocketers must pickpocket how many phones in an hour? Because that was five seconds. And they got her phone. And if it wasn't for that man, she would have never gotten it back. Her trip would have ended at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just feel so lost without your phone. So... After that, we went to this restaurant. We're chopping it up for hours. I feel like the whole conversation feels like Red Table Talk. It's amazing, though. Because it's just like girls just hanging out and relating. And, you know, we're in a different place. And it just feels new, you know? That's beautiful. That's
1: a beautiful thing.
0: It is. And that day was my birthday, too. So that's another reason why I went to Paris, too, I failed to mention. I went for my birthday. This is my birthday gift to myself. Returning this milestone year. And so... Um, that day was my birthday. I was trying to figure out my plans for like, if I'm gonna go to a party. Like, I was like, I gotta do it up. Like, I don't even know where to go, what to do. I had plans, but they fell through. We ended up going to the same club we met at the night before because the bartender had told me that the crowd was different, the music was better. It was just a whole different feel. When we got there, we realized she was right. Mm, okay. So we get we get there. There's way more black people this time. Like. Way more black people Hip hop like it's crowded It's packed the line was out the door As soon as I got there they were already In the front of the line We get there we had a Blast like we had a Blast like the guy that we Met the night before ended up coming back that same Night too we didn't know that he was gonna come back We just saw him there and I think I gave up My whatsapp to a lot of people who I'm not Gonna respond to (laughs) (laughs) So I get back to my hotel at 7 a.m. Cause like we went to McDonald's afterwards. And then by the time I got back, it was like 7, 7 30 a.m. I'm tired. I don't even know how I'm going to make it the next day. Cause I should be waking up at this time. And me and Idris get into a conversation. Cause Idris is at the desk at this point. So we get into this conversation. I'm telling him about my birthday. I was like, I had so much fun at this club. But I don't really know where to go out here. He's like, I can take you somewhere. I can take you somewhere uh, tonight, meaning Sunday. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. So I go to sleep, wake up. Honestly, by the time I wake up and get ready, by the time I'm leaving the hotel, it's like 2 p.m. So I start my day super late. I ended up doing that bus tour. I get to see like Champs-Élysées and Eiffel Tower and all that stuff. And it was super rainy and cold and just like, it was just kind of miserable weather.
1: Yep,
0: same Z's. Um, what, in Italy? It was bad weather? Oh, yeah. you, know, having a, you don't know what happened in Venice? Oh, it overflowed
1: Yes Okay. But wait, yeah. was it
0: raining when you were out there? Yeah Okay, so like in Paris If you look at the weather on the daily It'll say rain every day But it literally like sprinkles and drizzles And then stops It's almost like you're in a tropical environment, like it's weird No, nah, we got
1: some New York shit happening in Oh
0: wow, well I shouldn't even say tropical Because you get storms out there and then they stop But um, so yeah, it was super cold Went to the Eiffel Tower Eiffel Tower honestly is one of those places Where I suggest anyone who goes to Paris goes Because it looks way better than what you see On TV, on Google Like it's actually one of those monuments that I've been to Where I was actually impressed Like, I actually was close up to it, and I was like, this looks better than anything I've ever seen from the internet. Like, literally. Now, if you go see the Mona Lisa, it won't. It will completely underwhelm you. So, I'm just letting you know. It's as big as a food stamp. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, anyone who's going to Paris, go to the Eiffel Tower. At night, it lights up. um, And every hour on the hour, it lights up, and it does, like, this whole glittery, sparkly show for, like, five minutes. So um, that's when I was over there. The people who took my picture in front of the Eiffel Tower were from New York. The girl who joined my Uber pool on my way to the club, she was Asian. She gets into the Uber. She's like, hi. And I'm like, oh, she's not from here. So I end up asking her. I'm like, where are you from? She's like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm like, every single person that I met that spoke English was from New York. And I know you were saying when you go to a different place, you want to feel different. But I feel like... Paris is like the, the NYC of Europe, I would say, right? So a lot of people say they're very similar, but because I'm in this place where nobody understands me, and I understand no one, it almost felt welcoming and inviting and just like comforting to meet people that were from New York because I was around people who I didn't understand all day. So that was that. Um, so that night, we went on this date, <laughs> me and Idris, Oh, it was a date. I, I mean, he paid for it. It's a date. Yay. Quick? Yay. I'm calling it a date. So he's like, I'm going to pick you up at nine. I'm like, all right, cool. So I meet him outside. We end up going to some part of town i never been to. And we go to this um, Ethiopian restaurant. Food was eh, but he was so into it. He was so like, thrilled about the food i was just like all right let me act like i like i probably felt like you in italy when you're eating the pasta like "Uh, all right cool cool yeah and then he just kept saying like mosh 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 and i was like what he's like eat i was like i'm full and he was like "It, it was like a turn on for him to see me eat type of thing it was so weird and I was just like, I'm full. Like, why are you demanding that I eat? He was like, because I just want to see how you Yo, how you eat. Yo, he would
1: think I was the sexiest motherfucker alive. Why? Because you tear up your food. food.
0: Yeah. No, but I wasn't into the food though. I know, but I like the textures, like that. the 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 bread that everything was on was super spongy mosh, mosh, and just mosh. Yeah. <laughs> Like I really wasn't into it, like he was, and I wasn't even that hungry. Like I was just like, all right, I'm good. Like my body's tired. I don't even know what it wants to do right now. It doesn't want to mosh. <laughs> <Mush>. <laughs> so after that We went walking along the canal and, and anyone I tell this story to They're like oh my gosh this is such a romantic Paris story Like this is straight out of a movie And we're talking about like bad parts of town I'm like yeah we're the hoods in Paris Like I'm that person that's trying to be there Like I, 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 I want to go Where the locals are I don't need to go to these uppity places Like I want to see the size of Paris That you are not going to find in a textbook. Like, I want to see that. And he was just like, well, I mean, this place is kind of, you know, questionable, like where we are right now. He was like, hey, after we cross cross this bridge, there's going to be drug dealers on this other side. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. And so we, get, we go across the bridge. There's a whole bunch of people just kind of like loitering. He starts talking to them, chopping it up with them. Very friendly. We keep it moving. And after about like two minutes, this guy comes up to us. And I'm like, is he trying to get money? And so eventually he realizes that I speak English and that the person I'm on the date with speaks French. So when he's telling us his story, it's a mixture of French and English, right? So I'm trying to like pick out the keywords I can to put it all together. And he's telling us how like um, he used to live in Amsterdam and he met this woman and black guy, he looked like he was around my age, right? He met this woman and um, they ended up like getting married and having two kids. And then she wants to move to Paris. And because they both, they both spoke French, they decided to move. And after that, things just kind of hit the fan shit, just hit the fan and they broke up. And after they broke up, she would not let him see their kids and their kids are young. I'm
1: sure there's way more to this story.
0: I'm sure this is the guy's side. I love that version (laughs) of the story though. And so he was just like, but you know, what's amazing when I finally saw my kids, it had to be about a year later, they still remembered me. And his kids are young, and they were like three and like five at the time or whatever. And so he was like, I just had my birthday yesterday. I turned 35, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait a minute. My birthday was yesterday. I turned 35. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. It was crazy.
0: It, there were certain things that happened on this trip that were very, very ironic. And that that was like one of those things. And so that was an interesting night. We went to go get drinks, not me and the random guy and the other guy, but me and my date. And then like the next day was like my last day. And I ended up spending it just hanging out with the two people that I did know in Paris. One is a cousin of someone that I know. And another one is Julie, who lives out there. She's Parisian. And I met her through a friend out here in New York. And we hadn't seen each other in like a couple years, but we always keep in contact through Instagram. And we sat for lunch and we had all these conversations about relationships and just everything and colorism. And like the thing about Paris is any black person you see, if you you do see one, they're usually going to be African. But I'm so used to being African-American. I'm so used to being from a country where African-Americans exist that it was kind of interesting to me to know that any black person I saw knew what country they came from, you know what I'm saying? Like there, there was that differentiation. Whereas, like they still had a place to go if they didn't stay in Paris. And um, me and her were talking about colorism, and like colorism's real out there too. Like she's had someone accuse her of being half white or something like that because her and I are the, like the same skin skin tone. And, and like, it's it's just interesting to see the parallel, you know, like this stuff is not just American stuff. This is like worldwide. Everyone's going through it. Um, and to see that division in Paris is interesting because I didn't see a lot of black people while I was out there until I went to like the Bronx side of Paris, but like the black people I did see, they were definitely African. Um, so we'll just skip forward to the next day. And this is where my trip gets bad. I told you all these great things, right? (sighs) So basically, my flight was set to leave in the afternoon. And um, I get to the airport, check out my hotel, get to the airport. I take an Uber. Now, I take an Uber because I feel like it's going to be faster based off of what Google's telling me. And it ended up not being faster. It ended up taking 30 minutes longer than it should have. So it ended up taking an hour to get to the airport. We had to go all throughout the city streets in order to get outside the city, in order to get on the freeway to go to the airport, because both airports in Paris are completely out the way. Um, By the time I get to Air France, where I need to check my bag, they look at my flight and they're like, "Oh, you're about to miss your flight." And I'm like, "Okay, well, is there any way that I cannot miss it?" And mind you, there's language barriers, so I have to talk to them like they don't know English and use simple words. Um, and they do know English, but not, you know, you know, simple words, basically. And she's like, "No, we've already taken the baggage in for this flight, and you have to check this bag. You can't have these as, as carry-ons. Rules." That's one thing. So I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, I'm like, this can't be happening. Like, I can't be stuck here right now. The ticket that I bought was non-refundable and non-changeable. So there's a line to talk to the ticket people at Air France. I get in the line. The line probably has like four people in it. Mm. How long does it take for me to get up to the front? I'm going to go with uh, 30 minutes. Almost 20 minutes. Mm. There was... No sense of urgency with these ticket people typing on their little computers whatsoever. Mind you, and this is how we're talking about like how things are organized in in America compared to there or in Europe. If I was in America and I'm about to miss my flight, they are doing what it takes to accommodate me to make sure I don't miss it. So if I'm in security check And my flight's about to board. They are asking who is on this flight at this time. Y'all can cut the line. Boom, right? But I'm here at the ticketing place. Like, I haven't even made it to security. And I'm like, this is why the girl said I'm about to miss my flight. Because there's no sense of urgency. By the time I get up to the front, yeah, I am going to miss my flight. That's wild. I am going to miss it. That is wild. And so I'm literally standing there upset panic attack attack, but i can't do anything i feel like i'm in a straight jacket i'm like i can't believe this and i can't talk because they don't really understand me i'm just like oh my gosh so i finally get to the front i'm like please tell me something good because i got my ticket from a third party website it wasn't air france's responsibility to look into changes if i were to get another flight that day do you know how much it would have cost me
1: (laughs) My go voice with, is cracking. <laughs> I'm going to go with 300 euros.
0: 2,000 euros to Whoa, leave that day. My God. To, for me to buy another ticket to leave that day. doesn't matter when. Just to leave that day will cost 2,000 euros. So that's probably what, 2,500 out here? I um, I almost fainted. I literally almost died. Like, literally almost died. They were like, you're going to have to call wherever place where you got the ticket from. So I called the place and... um. They say, well, we can't exchange anything because of your ticket. You have to buy a whole new ticket. I had to buy a whole new ticket to leave. And the ticket, the cheapest ticket they could find was leaving the next morning from a different airport. How much was that? It was a lot. It wasn't 2000 but it was, was a it lot. Was it 500 Yeah, it was around that. Holy shit. It was shit. around that. And 500 is more than I spent for my original ticket. 500 is what I would be spending for my one way back to America. One way back to America. I literally asked them, Are there any round trip tickets that are cheaper? Because those are usually ch- cheaper. No, nah, they're like 700, 800. Because I'm like, Look, I'll just come back. Like, whenever the round trip is, just pick a date. I'll just come back. I don't care. Nope, wasn't even cheaper. Cheapest one they could find was that rate, leaving from Orly Airport, which is a good hour and some change away. On the other side of Paris, like south, and it was leaving at 8 a.m. and I was no longer having a layover in Toronto and getting to LaGuardia, which is nice and convenient for Harlemites. I was now having a layover in Portugal and getting to Newark. I'm like, look, you know, I can't even be choosy at this point. I just need to be happy that there's a way out.
1: At that point. At I'm sure that you're point. Just like, I just need to
0: get home. Yes, it was so crazy that. And this is something that I've learned. Make sure you have enough money in your account when you're going abroad. A lot of my money is like in these savings accounts, right? So I didn't even have enough. One of my friends actually helped me and like sent me money. One of my best friends sent me money to like make sure I had enough. Cause if you take any money out of like these savings accounts and these apps that I have, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take like two days. Oh, had she not done that, I would probably still be in Paris right now. now. like I would have been in Paris for a while, right? So, shout out to Christina, you saved my life for real, for real. And so, I was just so beside myself that this was happening. I was like, Avia, you should have got here earlier. I can't believe you let this happen. What's wrong with you? Like, I was just like punishing myself, right? So, I'm looking up ways of getting to, um, Orly Airport, cause I'm like, I'm not taking a Uber. Like I have like barely any money. Like I need, I just need to get there. I was considering just like leaving my bags at my hotel again and just walking around for the rest of the day. I'm like, I'm so mad at myself right now. I can't even focus on that. Like I can't even do all that, even though I really want to. I'm livid at myself for putting myself in this position. Mm-hmm. And so I find like this bus. And that takes you to um, from one airport to another. I get the bus fare, which is like twenty two dollars, and I take this bus to Orly. When I get to Orly, it's like eight p.m. Everything's shut down, which I was shocked about, because like in Milan at seven a.m. They're, they're selling loafers and ties and leather bags. <laughs> in Orly, in Paris, eight p.m. the Lauder Day is not open. There's no you can't get a macaroon. You can't. Like you can't get a sandwich. Like nothing nothing is open. So I actually find a spot that's open. I eat something. And then I find I like I parked myself where these chairs were, like behind this bathroom. The bathroom in that airport is amazing. It's the best airport bathroom I've ever seen in my life. It is pristine. It is like pretty. Everyone gets their own room to do number one or number two in. Like that was probably the best part of my whole airport experience. And I park myself in a chair and go to sleep. Cause I'm like, you don't even deserve to try and even look to see if you can like stay somewhere. Like I didn't want to hit up any of the people that I knew that lived in Paris to see if they could accommodate me. I'm like, I am not going to be a burden to anyone or anything. Cause this is my fault. I need to sit in this. Like that's how I felt. So I wake up, get on my flight and I get back. And all I could think was, Everything was going so well this trip, like everything. Like the people that I met were super cool. Like the the idea that I had about Parisians was from when I was 16 in a group full of other 16 year olds and we're running around the city. Of course, they're gonna act a certain way towards us. The Parisians that I met were super nice, super cool. Um, And I had such a great time. Like I learned so much about myself besides the fact that I need to get to the airport on time, um, that it was a well needed trip. And I was just like, something bad had to happen. And this was it. This is what had to happen because the trip was going so well. And for me, I'm always like, this is going so well, like what's, like, what's gonna happen? Like what's gonna be the bad part? I'm waiting for the bad part to happen. And it, it just didn't. Like there's nothing bad besides the flight issue that I can say about my experience. I feel like for anyone who wants to travel solo internationally, if you're scared, like just do it. Because honestly, at the end of the day, there's gonna be trips that you wanna go on that your friends aren't gonna be able to accommodate at the time that you wanna do it. And I have to tell you, the only reason I wish someone was with me was to take my picture. Really, that was it. Like, and people will ask you like, well, why travel alone? Isn't that boring? If you are bored with yourself while you travel alone, how do you expect anyone else to have fun with you? Like, seriously, like, this is what I think. It should not be boring. You should not look at yourself as boring. Like, if anything, the trip should fulfill anything that you would consider to be boring about being alone. And I just think that it's something that everyone needs to do at some point in their life like i just learned so much i was able to do so much based off of my schedule i didn't have to stop because someone wanted to look at something longer i didn't have to stop because someone got hungry because i eat to live i don't live to eat so for me i'm like i'm hungry i gotta i gotta eat and then i keep it moving i don't have to eat three meals a day like the way that i function And so for me i did a lot of activity in between meals if i was with a lot of people people would have been tired and hungry and going back to the hotel and it it would have been a whole thing you know and i was on no one's schedule but my own and i was able to do so much in a little amount of time i didn't say say everything here because you know time purposes but like i did so much and the things i did were not like the typical things but they were more about human connections me going on this date human connection. Me meeting these girls and us chopping it up in this restaurant, human connection. Like just all these things were experiences that I can't relive. You can visit the Mona Lisa anytime you want to. She ain't going nowhere. So I think that for anyone who's traveling, they need to do their research, but they also need to like leave room for like other things to happen that you don't expect. Like don't let the Mona Lisa or other landmarks Dictate what your trip should be like Because those things will always be there These types of experiences That you least expect won't Like I couldn't have planned For my trip to be as good as it was Besides the flight back Well I feel like The only thing I can cap that off by
1: saying Is that uh, the end of your trip Was my entire trip
0: Oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) That was it I could not, I could not believe that that is your, <laughs> I really was not expecting, you know how we hypergonized and we are shocked by someone's response? Yeah. I am like literally a hundred percent shocked that this was your takeaway from the 11 days of like being away from everything. Like, yeah. wow.
1: I only had one real good takeaway and that was my Spending was time? With, yeah. That's it.
0: Building up your relationship abroad.
1: Nah, I could have did that here though.
0: Eleven day staycation.
1: Yeah, I could have did it here. I could have did it anywhere.
0: Where's the next trip?
1: I don't know, but
0: it's not in Europe. Probably not Africa. <laughs> you, you need some. You need some. You need some seasoning in your trip. We both, <laughs> we both been there though. Wait, you've been to all of Africa? <laughs> nah, We've we been though. Eh. Okay, but all the continent. I mean, all the countries are different. So I mean, yeah, but, okay,
1: we'll see. I'm not really. You're tainted now. I'm not really interested right now. You're not
0: interested in leaving and being disappointed at this point, right? You're like, I'm going to stay right where I am. Europe in general
1: is not interesting to me. I get it. I think that's what it is. I'm not interested in Europe. Yeah. I'm only going to Europe just to check it off my list. I think that's really where I'm at with it. So I'm not going there to be impressed. I'm like, okay, I want to see what the hoopla is about. And the hoopla is more so uh, white people telling me that it's great.
0: You know what it is though i think that i think this is just one thing i want to say is that i think with any trip we have expectations but it's easy for me to say we shouldn't right i think we should try not to though because it's almost like going to see a movie that everyone's talked about and has just hyped up like oh my gosh have you seen the joker and then you go see the Joker and you're like i don't get the hype you know (laughs) (laughs) and i just feel like the things that we need to pay attention to and to like really hone in on are the experiences, not about the Coliseum, not about Leaning Tower of Pisa, not about Notre Dame, not about pizza, <laughs> you know, like the people that we meet and the things that happen along the way are the things that we really need to like focus on and the things that we, we need to highlight and like have a good time with. Because these buildings, these landmarks, These places are great. You visited. Great. Okay. Now what? What's the story you're going to tell your friends? You tell your friends you went to Versailles and they're like, wow, cool. I tell my friends the truth. Trash. But that's what I'm saying. You go to these places and I'm not trying to like say that they're not worth going to. I'm just saying that the, the trip should not be based around these places that everyone says to go to. Like find your own path. That's really what it is. You have to find your own path and make your own fun. And that's what I felt like I did in Paris, and I feel like had I been in a group, I would have had fun in a different way, but I would not have been forced to talk to people, engage, interact, and like make the connections that I did with the people that were already out there.
1: Well, just like that. End of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> black. Down black.
0: Instagram, Instagram. The Twitter, tweets. At No. Buenos noches. Au revoir.